0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the DC Sports Brain Trust. My name is Rune, your host and moderator, joined as always by three of my good friends, with the best damn sports analysts around, Chris, Nick, and Rahul. Gentlemen, how you doing?
1: Been better. I'm yeah? doped I'm doped up at the moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we not- here at the at DC Sports Brain Trust do not condone doing drugs. So unless. I'm unless, feeling
0: great, unless you need them for medical reasons. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Something Winx. like that. Yeah,
0: winks in podcast form. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna start things off talking about football. Uh, we were gonna see if the Washington football team learned their mistakes from the bye week, and we we're gonna be able to topple the the New York Giants. But uh, yeah, they didn't. Um, they fell to the wash to the uh, Washington. Wow. Uh, to the New York Giants, twenty-three to twenty, and the big news coming out of it. Unfortunately, Kyle Allen is done for the season. Uh, he's getting, he's going to get surgery. He's out for four months, and Alex Smith will be starting in his place. I want to get your all's thoughts on this. Uh, how you think Alex Smith is going to be, going to be factoring in the rest of the season. Uh, Nick, since you are clearly the most awake out of all of us, I want to get your thoughts first.
1: All right. Well, I think to start off, Uh, it would be only – I would be remiss not to mention the fact that this team is cursed. Uh, How many broken legs of quarterbacks on our team in the last, I don't know, 20 games? Alex Smith broke his leg two years ago. Colt McCoy broke his leg last year, if I recall. Or it may have been two years ago. I don't even remember. And Kyle Allen is now broken and dislocated his ankle. So many guys being carted off.
3: They're not all at FedEx, though. Colt McCoy was at the Eagles Stadium, if I
1: remember Mm. correctly. Yeah. I don't even remember if that was a year or two years ago. I mean, it's just year after year of sucky football that it's all just a blur in my mind, so yeah, I don't remember when Colt broke his leg. But th- this is just a disaster. It's it's a curse to play for this team. Dan Snyder is a curse that will not go away as long as he is in the owner's suite. This team is cursed for eternity. Um, <laughs> and you know, with that out of the way, Alex Smith. I love the guy. I'm rooting for him. He has a great story, but, you know, he's just, he's not the same anymore. Hasn't played in two years outside of that spot, you know, that spot duty that we saw a few weeks ago. Wasn't really good then. He was even worse today. Um, he had a couple good throws to Cam Sims and, you know, continued with his checkdowns, but for the most part he was doing too much three interceptions that's the one thing from Alex Smith that you really cannot afford whatsoever when he's um when he's supposed to be the game manager style of quarterback play he cannot be throwing interceptions i don't think he has it anymore and uh, you know it is what it is it's QB carousel when when we play this game we don't have anybody that's actually worth starting. And so this is just what we're going to have to deal with the rest of the year.
0: Rahul, retort or agree <laughs> with him. I don't care.
3: Wow. I can see how much <laughs> we care about this. QB situation. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I thought Alex Smith, he made a lot of throws that I thought he would to have made in the past. Um, both in a good sense and a bad sense. He, uh, really didn't take care of the football and when you're Alex with as Nick mentioned you aren't really a playmaking QB you've been your whole reputation has been as a game manager so yeah uh he was a big reason why we lost um I'm not it's kind of weird, right? Like we saw him uh, against the Rams also take these kind of chances. Like he was still throwing checkdowns to no avail, but he was also taking more chances than he had in the, in the seat, not even year. He was healthy with us, but the season he was uh, playing for us, he didn't take half as many chances as that. I'm not sure what's the cause for it. Perhaps it's more of Scott Turner's game plan. Uh, that kind of forces Alex Smith to go deep more often. Um, but that's kind of heartening. It's just, you know, the franchise QB isn't on the roster. Um, so I kind of want to know if the real reason why they're not starting Haskins is because of what's rumored, uh, from his team, uh, what his team members are saying about him, what he's saying in the locker room and stuff. And like, if it's like a sign of a lack of maturity, uh, that's driving this, um, but I feel as an outside observer, not privy to these things, that you need to get as much value as you can out of Haskins, so you can ship him off for at least some trade value. And by keeping him on the bench, uh, his value is just like not anything, and you're you're not giving him that chance to like kind of prove himself for another team. Uh, looking at the Steelers, who also played. Uh, had Roethlisberger go out for a drive and look pretty miserable at Mason Rudolph under center. So you're like trying to wow the Steelers with Haskins, but he's been riding the bench. So I don't know what if and what they're going to offer for him or really any other team for uh, for that reason. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird to me that Haskins isn't starting.
0: Chris, I haven't heard from you, buddy. QB room, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith, his performance. What are your thoughts on it? What's the real reason to not start doing Haskins, in your opinion?
2: He doesn't want to play (laughs) for the team. I mean, that's the end of it, I think. There's
3: not much more to say. You think it's like a player opt-out? Like, it's like, why bother?
0: Yeah. (laughs) If that's the case, why are they still paying them, man? I mean...
1: They're pretty much stuck with him because I think first yeah. round contracts are more or less guaranteed, and he we paid most of his money his first year, and these you know the the salary that he's making these four years under contract is not very big. He he made most of his money in guarantees, like kind of upfront, and that's generally how these uh, contracts work. So I mean, we've paid him most of his money at this point, and. You know, it it wouldn't really matter if we cut him or not. It's not that much to the team per se. Um, I I think Rivera said as much as, you know, we don't have a franchise quarterback. He mentioned it today. Uh, He said, we need to figure out if the franchise quarterback is on this roster or not. And that is just another way of saying we do not have a franchise quarterback on this roster.
3: Yeah, it feels like he's following that uh, Paxton Lynch career path, where like you're drafted first round, it's all this hype around you, and then you just fall miserably. You go to the third string, you get demoted, and then later released by the team.
0: Word, that is word. That is that is elite commentary, elite commentary yeah. regarding this. All right, want to switch away from the QBs, jump down to the running back performance. Quickly, we got Antonio Gibson who had six carries for 20 yards and a touchdown and a fumble. And then JD McKissick, three carries for 17 yards uh, with a 10-yard reception. Gibson with an 11-yard reception being his long. Um, I think now this is just my thoughts, but uh, the run game definitely could have been better. Definitely could have been used more. And uh, they probably would have won the game if they ran the ball more. But would love to hear your all's thoughts on this. Rahul, start you. With sound
3: you. like one of those old football coaches. Is like, you have to run more. It's like, why aren't we running more? I don't know, I don't know. Good teams run more to end the game. It's, hey, man, <laughs> football 101.
0: Got...
3: Football 101. <laughs> no, it's like, it's kind of weird that we're, we're using the backs in this kind of fashion where we're, like, running consistently, like, it feels like almost the most among teams on second downs. Uh, And then we're stuck in a third down where we're pretty much have to pass it to convert. Um, And something uh, it's just Gibson's not, he didn't really play that well this game. Again, the giants have a pretty, pretty good D line. Um, Just wasn't there. McKissick has been getting a lot of yards off of his carries. It's just that that for some reason he's not getting enough carries. And it always seems to lag behind Gibson in some respect. I'd really like to see McKissick get more carries and see what he could do with the ball, like at least like eight, nine carries, even 10 carries and to see what he can do um, with that volume, because he's been pretty electric with the ball in his hands. Um, and I, it, there was a tweet on Twitter. I forgot who sent this, but someone was just tallying up all of the running back carries on downs and. They mentioned that Gibson had only one touch on third downs, which is like this is a wide receiver convert to running back. And you don't have him as a weapon on key third downs. It's just kind of weird, maybe because McKissick is really fulfilling that role for them. Uh, And they say no reason to have McKissick and Gibson in the lineup. But that's kind of alarming. Um, And the, the strong steps that Gibson took forward against the Cowboys, that wasn't apparent here.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we were down 20-3 to at halftime. So you kind of have to wonder if not running the ball really screwed us in the first half. I mean, we went out there. Oh, actually, part of the reason was we turned the ball over so many times that we didn't even run that many plays as an offense. And, like, we sent our defense out there for probably, like, 80% of the game because we kept coughing the ball up. I think we had five turnovers and the Giants had no turnovers. So that's like the whole game right there. I'm surprised it was even a three point difference at the end of it. But um, you know, I think they needed to show a little faith in Gibson after that one fumble that he had at the beginning of the game. And the fact that they kind of just ditched it so quickly, probably contributed to the fact that we were down 20 to three at halftime and we're just getting completely railroaded by time of possession.
3: That's true, but in that second to last like actual drive of the game where the uh, Giants had it, we the defense got a good key stop despite being on the field for so long, and then Alex was just turned it over. Uh pretty pretty awfully. That was a terrible interception to end the game. Um, but like yeah, we could have ran it a little bit more is what I was thinking, even though we were down by twenty to three. And he just kind of forced Alex Smith to make uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic deep throws at where it. It was pretty ugly, um, to say the yeah.
1: least. I think one of those interceptions was not his fault. It had bounced off. Actually, I'm trying to remember.
3: Well, that one was the one that bounced off McKissick's hands, and that was still that was really a bad hot.
1: throw. Yeah, well that that was the last interception, and that was definitely Alex's fault, but. I'm trying to remember if there was one interception that was not his fault, like the very first one that he threw. Was that the one that, like, the guy's leg? I don't remember. I think Alex – I think all the interceptions were his fault, so I'm not really sure what I'm thinking. But, um, yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that.
0: Chris, your thoughts on the running back performance in this game? um i mean they already pretty much said everything i'd say all right then uh, all right we're gonna get down into the trenches talk about the uh talk about the line on both sides of the ball uh starting with the offensive line uh honestly they kind of held up okay at least compared to the previous games um granted they were playing the giants and well the giants don't exactly have the cream of the crop when it comes to an offense but uh or, or sorry a defense but uh the offensive line didn't didn't do too badly. Uh, Nick, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. I think uh, while pass protection is not our offensive line strength, and we still saw that at occasion in this game, um, it wasn't the major issue of this game. I think – some of the sacks I think were just Alex not recognizing blitzes in time and just not being quite as fast as he used to be. So I, I think the O-line did all right. In terms of the run blocking, we ran the ball nine times, so I have no idea if they were any good. I mean, obviously we didn't run the ball like at all, so it was pretty much all a pass-protecting offensive line. Um Apparently, Cornelius Lucas was the highest-rated offensive tackle this week per the pro football focus, which was pretty surprising. That's all I got.
0: Rahul, thoughts on the offensive line?
3: So the offensive line, um, I thought they had their hands full trying to run block, but pass blocking I thought was okay. Uh, just kind of echoing what Nick said. Uh, some of the sacks seemed on Alex, and unfortunately that sack against uh, Tom that ruined his season, Uh Yeah. That was not a great play by our offensive line, of course. But uh, it's it's hard to say, like, what should be the best combination for offensive line. But I think sitting Jerron Christian uh, was probably for the best and definitely sitting West Martin uh, because their play has just been kind of hectic. Jerron Christian had his worst games, I think, early, whereas West Martin's worst game was against the Rams, where he let out like four sacks against Aaron Donald. Um, so maybe this is the best combination, but I would really like to see Sadiq Charles return from injury and work his way into the lineup, maybe at left guard or left tackle. Uh, and hopefully we can see what kind of player we, we were able to grab, uh, in the draft. Um, but yeah, um, I just think it's kinda, it's, it's not really a cohesive unit, I'd say. But they really looked like it against the Cowboys, and obviously they didn't look against it on a, against a much stouter, D line uh, of the Giants.
0: Chris, anything to add? No. All right, <laughs> moving on to the defensive line. Then uh, we so a couple a couple things I wanted to call out. We Chase Young is still a baller um he's getting double and sometimes triple teamed so uh yeah uh pay the man and uh put him in contention for defensive rookie of the year that's all i want to say about that uh and the other thing was uh, tim settle second straight uh sack for him uh probably should uh consider uh consider paying him big money what do y'all think about the what do y'all think about the defensive play and these two specific players Rahul.
3: You know, it's kind of weird with uh, Tim Settle because we drafted Jerome Payne uh, yeah. in the 18th draft. Um, and we, obviously, we have the fifth-year option on him, but we also drafted Tim Settle, another nose tackle, in the same draft. And we he has only another year left on this contract. We have to make a decision on either of them. And I thought that maybe you could try shipping off Settle in, like, a trade deadline kind of deal. And obviously, we didn't make any moves in the trade deadline, which is kind of... Kinda of weird. Um Nobody made we, any moves. Yeah. I think it was just part of the COVID, uh, as you mentioned, Chris, and just like teams wanting to stick with their guns and then probably all these moves are gonna be made in the off season. Um but yeah, Tim Settle's a good piece. Um, pretty underrated. Uh he was kind of uh on the bigger side coming into uh Our NFL training camp as a rookie, and he really worked himself into shape. He's had like the best coaches, uh, Jim Tom Sula, and now Sam Mills, that defensive line. He's really been able to hone his craft. Um, And I think he would be able to fetch some pretty good value out of teams that have pretty terrible D lines, like maybe the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Chase Young has really been dominating uh, while on the field and it hasn't quite correlated to sacks. Um, He did get a sack in this game and his total is now up to three and a half sacks. So he's well on pace to have. And like, you know, if he, if he can keep it up, I think he's, he's on pace to have an eight to 10 sacks this year if he stays healthy. And if he continues to rack up a few sacks uh, as the games go on and that's a solid rookie year, but, There is a significant presence of his that isn't felt in the statistics. Uh, There were cases where he was being double and triple teamed against the Giants. And, you know, those are scenarios where you really want Montez Sweat and the interior part of the line, like uh, Payne and Allen uh, and Ian if he were healthy, um, to really get that pressure and – pick up some sacks when Chase Young's going to be double and triple teamed. And that's part of what he brings to the table. Um, so, you know, we had an okay game. I think we had like three sacks against the Giants, which considering the the amount of draft capital we've put into the D-line, is just really not acceptable. And at the same time, I kind of feel bad for the defense as a whole because the offense is turning the ball over five times and the defense is probably wiped out. So what can you say? It's just not a very good team, and we can't fully utilize the the guys that we've drafted because the team as a whole is just not good.
3: Yeah, and Del Rio and Rivera kind of put the blame on the inside linebackers uh, for being pretty hesitant, despite... What our D line has been doing, and we've been able to keep a rotation uh, to kind of keep them fresh. But again, we're hurt by the absence of Ionitis. um, And Settle is a good uh, backup option, obviously. Uh, So we weren't able to suffer that much on that front. But gotta have better play from our linebackers, and maybe we're really hurting from not having Landon Collins in terms of run run defense. Run defense. Run defense.
1: He was making plays all over the field, even though he was was. yeah. He was, but you know what? For for the amount of money he's making, I don't know if his presence is going to be that missed. But I don't know. It, it, it's tough to say. I think uh, I think the Shazer Everett going in for uh, Troy Apke was a really solid improvement on our defense. So I, I don't know. I don't know if we really felt. The significance of Landon Collins' absence, quite yet. I think this was a kind of a tough game to judge that because of the other circumstances with the turnovers and the fact that our defense is going out there so much. You know, putting giving up 23 points to the Giants and Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley is not the best thing in the world. It really isn't. But, um, You know, as an offense, we need to be able to put up more than 23 points. And the fact that we just can't do that reliably is pretty much everything we need to know about this team. You know, what, like the 31st ranked scoring offense in the league or something ridiculous like that?
3: Yeah, something like that. And it's... We thought like our defense could pull through maybe in some games this season, and I just don't think they can overcome the turnovers from our offense and even special teams. I think we've had two fumbles on special teams.
1: Yeah, I mean, the sad reality is that a lot of times, and the broadcasters made a comparison as well in this game, but they want to compare the fact that our defensive line is similar to the 49ers' defensive line in that there's so much draft capital that the Niners had invested in the D line, and they went to the Super Bowl last year with just that final guy, Nick Bosa, being drafted. That was kind of like what put him over the edge. But the fact of the matter is, is that the 49ers had an elite run offense. They controlled games on offense really, really well. And Jimmy Garoppolo, while not elite, did not turn the ball over. And you know, they had a really good thing going there well, back when they were more healthy and we just do not have any sort of consistency on offense.
3: Well, to add to that, uh, just a, c- uh, conclusion. Um, the four ers did have Fred Warner uh, at linebacker who was like the best inside linebacker in the league yeah. that year. And they had pretty good pieces of their, uh, secondary as well. I mean, though our secondary has been performing well enough, I guess. Um, Yeah, like, you know, Richard Sherman, little-known cornerback. I think he was in Seattle. And stuff like that, that really hampered them. But, like, you're right in that. Jimmy Garoppolo was able to not turn over the ball as much, and they were able to stay in games, and they had that one terrible game against us that they squeaked through, that rain-drenched game, and Bruce Allen was so proud afterwards. He's like, we held the 49ers to X amount of points. Oh, my God. God. that was embarrassing.
1: Why Why do I root for this team? Chris, I really what's your thoughts
3: on rooting for this Washington team.
1: Chris is smart. Uh, he doesn't root for us.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's the there's I don't know. Go Ravens, <laughs> <The> local team.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: team you rooted for your, your entire life. Yeah. Hey man, you could think back to how the Nats were for a long time, or not well, one not a lot a long time. Does Seven it make? Years.
3: Does it make the victory sweeter? But I'd how say so. Been?
2: I'd say so. I mean, like the uh, Royals with their World Series trip, and then the Nats with all the heartbreak they had over the years finally getting past. And the, caps. the, the caps, Capitals. The Capitals as well break. were terrible for a long time. And then they also, mm. after they picked up Ovi, they couldn't win the Stanley couldn't make even make it to the Stanley Cup let alone win it for a long time. so
1: there was more heartbreak with the caps but with the Nats I, I yeah. remember I remember very well when the Nats were a really bad team and it was it took years before I mean it took from what like 2005 to 2012 we were a pretty bad team. It was 2012 when we had our breakout year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was at that point that we had turned the corner. But yeah, you know. Yeah,
2: well, right before, like they were the worst team in baseball for two years in a row, the yeah. worst. And then they drafted Bryce Harper and Steven Strasberg and you know the rest is history. But
3: the Wizards had heartbreak too, and then after that was just years of apathy. People just couldn't care.
0: That's see yeah. see see see. This is why just become a bandwagon fan. You'll never experience sadness ever.
2: Yeah, okay, we could take a <laughs> lesson or two from Varun, the Patriots, now Buccaneers fan.
1: And don't forget the Brooklyn Nets. I can't
3: All believe right.
2: But now, not anymore. As soon as uh as soon as Kyrie went down and Kevin Durant went down, he became a Lakers fan. Oh that's true.
3: I can't believe Varun ordered a Buccaneers Tom Brady shirt immediately yeah. after. That was a I terrible know. thing. Oh Crazy. my god.
1: And from Barstool Sports no
2: less. Yeah, have some respect. Our rival podcast. Yep.
0: <laughs> I like to think that uh, that 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 uh, that big cat and uh, PFT listen to this. <laughs> uh, it's a random podcast. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well, moving down, let's go ahead and talk real quickly about uh, some of the skill positions uh, from this past Sunday. Uh, one big uh, notable exception to the garbage play, or rather, the mediocre play. Um, was cam sims three catches for 110 yards man's putting up julio jones-esque numbers uh why why did this happen that's that that's my question why did this happen
3: cam julio sims cam julio jones sims He's been, like, he's had that one preseason where he really exploded, um, but after that, he's been kind of, like, put in the background, relegated to practice squad, cut from the team, waved all together, and it's just kind of weird seeing him, like, have this awesome performance against the Giants, but good for him. Like, he's worked so hard to be in the in this team. And uh, it's kind of exciting to see what happens next. As I was about to say, second
0: most passing yards on the team behind, uh, behind team captain Terry, of course, who had 115 yards on a touchdown.
3: Yeah. But Terry yeah. padded his stats. Cam Sims. Is <laughs> Terry, Terry like, Terry's like, padding. Of-
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Poor Terry padded his stats with the most garbage quarterbacks. Uh, know, um, right. You know, cams, cam Sims emergence. Uh, has been going on for a couple weeks now. You know, he had that touchdown pass from Kyle Allen. Wasn't that against the first Giants game where we came back and Cam Sims uh, caught that? Yeah, it was near the end of the game. It was supposed to be the game-tying touchdown, but we went for two afterwards, and that we all know what happened there. But, you know, Cam Sims, he had that one really good preseason like two years ago, and I think he got hurt. And so he missed all of what would have been his rookie year. And then he was buried on the practice squad. I think he may have got called up briefly last year, but didn't do anything. So this has kind of been a long time coming. He had a decent college career at Alabama. He sh- he showed a lot of flash. And um, maybe the game is just starting to slow down for him and uh, he's getting more opportunities. I hope they keep playing him more because he could be this year's Steven Sims, you know the guy that kind of surprises late and produces quite a bit. So you know speaking, we'll
2: see. Maybe if uh, we see the uh, the continued improvement with these wide receivers, and you just get a semi-OK quarterback next year, <laughs> uh, maybe we yeah, can not... see, see the team start to do maybe some damage. Yeah,
1: that's such yeah. a I don't know. About will, that. They will, need more than semi decent quarterback. They need a they need a franchise caliber quarterback. It's it's what they have not had for twenty one years. And with Kirk Cousins they had maybe some semblance of a franchise quarterback, but they wouldn't you know, even though it was the best that they had for twenty years, they couldn't they
2: couldn't give him a long term deal.
3: Yeah. It was a brief expensive respite that we had Kirk yeah. Cousins for.
2: So you see some improvement. If if there's improvement with the wide receivers, and you probably draft a quarterback in next year's draft, which is the trajectory they're going right now, yeah. Like then you probably throw in a couple of offensive line picks early. That's a. Uh,
1: I've, I've been saying for a, a while now, but this upcoming draft needs to be all offense. Maybe you have one pick that's an inside linebacker. Or a free safety, um, but this this draft has to be like ninety percent offense. So what, quarterback We need to figure out
0: quarterback, wire, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end.
1: Yep, quarterback, and then just whatever weapons and offense that are
2: available. Like, I think because you, you, if we continue to see the improvement um, from Sims, like you were saying, and then McLaurin, who we know is pretty a pretty good wide receiver at this point. I don't think you even think a wide receiver pick that early in the draft. Because you've already got one, maybe two pieces.
1: It'll depend um, who's available in the draft. Um,
2: I mean, this is going to be a very
3: stacked wide receiver draft.
1: Like, yeah, pretty so much from gotta,
3: every school has someone
1: to offer. So, I think you got to take one. you still got to take one or two in this draft. Because you don't know about injuries. You yeah. don't know what the deal with Kelvin Harmon's going to be. So I think they need to find a slot a bona fide number two wide receiver. Even if Cam Sims emerges, I don't know if I would trust him to be the bona fide number two quite yet. I think I'd still draft somebody else.
2: Yeah, but... There's um, so many holes elsewhere, though, like on the offensive line. I think it's more important. Well, we were talking about the
3: offensive line not being that bad. Like, if they can improve better with better QB play, that doesn't, like, run into so many pass rushers. Maybe. Maybe we don't need to
2: draft, but... Uh, I mean, a lot of sure. questions are going to answer that if that they ever team. get a solid quarterback. Like, not even, like, a franchise quarterback like Nick Rizzo. I think they just need, like, a middle 50% guy. And that, I mean, that gets you to the Jimmy Garoppolo kind of thing.
3: That's true. Yeah. But, but we uh, so makes another like, piece we do need is tight end because Logan Thomas oh boy
2: yeah (laughs) because McLaurin's going to make your quarterback better no matter who it is at this point I think like I think we could arguably say he's one of the better um I mean at least in the NFC East he's probably the best wide receiver in the division I'd say I don't know if you all have a better one but
0: yeah
1: maybe Amari Cooper but uh, not this year
2: yeah, so like, and like I'd say maybe what top 20, 30 wide receiver in the league,
0: maybe top one. He's the best wide receiver. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but
1: I would say top twenty. Yeah, I, I would, I would say couple. even
2: higher up, but he hasn't. He doesn't have the longevity that he a lot of the other wide receivers needs have.
1: The consistency. At yeah, TV too. That yeah. too. The one other thing is that the problem with the O line is that we do have some guys entering free agency this year. Sure. <laughs> And Roulier, our right guard and our center, and you know, I, I think decent chance we're going to try and re-sign both. I'm hesitant about Scherf because of injury history. roulier has been a an Iron Man uh, at the center position for the four years that we've had him, so you know his price is probably going to be up there.
3: I think you can get it for less than 10 mil a year,
1: maybe. I know it's like the gold standard for center, right? That's like the top center is making about $10 million a year.
3: Yeah, around 10 million. I, I know that uh, that Colt Center is getting paid a ton, uh, the Ryan one that we Kelly. wanted in the draft.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see about the O-line. I think this whole draft, you figure out quarterback in the first round. Yeah, um, whether it's high or if you trade back into the first round for someone like Kyle Trask or uh, uh, BYU's Zach Wilson, um, you know they, they gotta they gotta go all offense in this draft.
3: But if we're going off of what Chris is saying, like if you, they just had an average QB, they'll be good. Do you force a need to QB in the first? Like if you like see well, a I QB still, that you like,
2: I still think you go with the quarterback in the first, like. Yeah. That's I not the question. It. But, like, the the odds of – even if you do draft a quarterback in the first round, the odds of that quarterback being, like, a bona fide franchise quarterback still pretty low. Yeah. So, like, if you get that first-round guy just to be average, I think that's a win, even if it is a first-round pick.
1: I think some people might make the argument that Kyle Allen was not completely terrible and that he could be the- – the guy that starts off the year at quarterback next year while you let the new guy... Develop. I mean, I could
2: see that. But
1: my only issue with... Well, my issue with Kyle Allen is really the fact that he just could not stay healthy. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, the, the ankle injury was kind of like a fluke thing, and it's not his fault. The concussion was kind of his fault. It was kind of a reckless play, but...
2: I mean, you we've know, seen...
1: We just, he's one option for next year to have on yeah. the roster, but he's not going to be the
2: end all be all. Well,
3: he's I going to be a we, cheaper option than Alex.
2: We've yeah, Alex Smith isn't going to be expensive.
3: Well, no, but we have him for forty mil for the next two years because of expansion. We have we have an out yeah. for him.
2: We have a ten we have a ten
1: million dollar dead cap out oof. that we could ex, that we could hit, but I think what they're probably going to do instead. My guess is they're going to restructure the contract. Yeah. In a way where we're not going to pay him forty million over the next two years, but we well, are gonna nobody's going to pay
2: him forty million over the next two yeah. years.
1: Um, but we have the ten point eight million dollar out, and we may as well. I mean, we're going to have to pay it either way. So if we can restructure a deal where he's making that money guaranteed, and he, you know, wants to stay on board, then we might be able to work out something. Like I
2: imagine that. he'd want to stay on board. Um, I mean, he's fought back this long that I don't...
1: And he's already made most of the money in that contract. He's already made, like, $70 million in yeah.
2: contract.
3: I mean, it's also easy to, like, leave the bad... The very bad memories behind with a new team. Like, I'm or sure nobody's nobody's gonna... teams would like him as a backup.
2: Uh, I don't know, man. I don't... I kind of disagree. Because, like, n- no team is gonna want like a passes prime injured quarterback that for their backup really. For the most part. So Yeah. I don't think be,
1: Alex has many prospects outside of here. So yeah. I, I agree with you and I think that I, I think what will probably happen is we will restructure his deal where he stays on as the backup. We could probably bring back Kyle Allen and, and- then- Haskins also, is going to be dealt or released. I don't think Haskins will even be on the
2: roster next year. I agree. But I, it, it, for Alex Smith, I think if that were the case, that he wanted to be out of here, I think he would have already been gone. But the fact that he's still here and he still played a couple games, I think kind of shows that he... And and now, honestly, he's making some good memories here, too. He's already made a couple.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Like I just think back. like... All the bad times, like before, even before he got that injury,
2: like yeah. Well, that was, would have been that would have been fair if he uh, if he had already left, I think. But the fact, like I said, that he's already here kind of means Yeah. Kind of shows his hand. That yeah,
3: I think if he even if he was like trying to demand for a trade, like before the trade deadline, I think teams would be super mega hesitant because oh, he yeah. just recovered from. But like, he probably.
2: I mean, outside of money, I guess he probably could have asked for like a release.
0: Well, all right. Well, I want to end. I want to end football our football segment with a couple of hot takes, or rather, searing hot questions.
2: Jesus, I hate you. Know, you man. mean like the Bob's
1: Discount Furniture hot seat, hot seat challenge.
0: challenge? Yep. Oh man. Well, let's start with the first question are we wasting potential on the roster or was there not much potential to realize? I think the answer Uh,
3: to both is yes. Like (laughs) we are wasting potential by being terrible, but there wasn't
2: much potential to They're wasting McLaurin's potential. Yep.
1: (laughs) I was actually going to say the exact same thing. Um, Yeah, we are wasting a decent defense that's ranked in the top five in a lot of categories a very good D line and a underrated group of cornerbacks um, but e. we were never going to be good this year and just the fact that just well, we just the fact we of knew. where we were here
2: again yeah I mean, we, were we knew here. coming into this year that the team wasn't going to be good we've talked about that time and time again but so
1: there's there potential be there, I
2: don't know yeah, they're we kind of
1: knew that there was going to be wasted potential, and that this was going to be a multiple-year process. So yeah, yeah, well, they're
2: is. they're making steps in the right direction, and we're actually seeing those steps kind of come forward. Like, I think there was a lot more question marks at the end of the last season than there are at this point this season. Because like now there's pretty much one path right that they can take of like drafting the quarterback and then adding some offensive pieces. I think last year there was a lot more of like, who should we take in the first round? Even even with the second pick, there was still arguments of, should they take Chase Young over a quarterback? Which I think right this ooh. year, I think there's pretty much not any questions as to who they should be taking in the first round and then that, rounds after.
3: Yeah, but that's a good point to bring. Is, has Chase Young redeemed himself as a second overall pick? And I'd say, yeah. I'd say, her- yeah. Herbert would have just ruined himself behind this okay. team with his offensive staff, like, with his only one good wide receiver. Well,
2: and... I think that the Chase Young pick is still better than the Herbert pick at two.
1: Yeah, I agree. Because, like, you, you can get
3: consistent edge, like, you can get consistent play out of uh, linebackers like that. You can't really get consistent play out of quarterbacks, uh that you can willingly take a gamble on, if that makes sense. Like, you knew what you were getting out of Chase Young more than you knew what you were going to get out of
0: Justin Herbert.
2: Yeah, so that's why I'm saying, like, I have no regrets personally for them taking Chase Young over somebody like Justin Herbert, because Chase Young was pretty much going to be guaranteed. Justin Herbert, I mean, there was other quarterbacks in the league that got drafted above him that haven't been performing as well as him. So,
1: Well,
3: Tua's Mm. just started. He's had a good game. Yeah, I would say a pretty good game.
2: I, I mean, I would say even like Tua, it hasn't been performing as well as what Herbert. Was... Given like Tua's only had like what two games, so there's what that. About... But is he was he the only quarterback above him? I thought there was others. Well, there's oh, there's Burrow, too. Joseph, uh, one, really one, familiar. one, Joseph
0: Burrow, <laughs> <laughs> who's drafted yeah. first He's overall. He
2: doesn't a, count. Yeah, new Burrow.
3: <laughs> He's trying to bring up a terrible Bengals team, and it's like yeah. a really an uphill battle. And yeah, for- well, that's
2: what that's kind of. The same thing for Chase Young with the Washington football team to a little bit less of an extent. All right, man. All right. Like, high, I mean, the, the Bengals still have, I'd say, 600 different questions to answer. Like, the only question that they don't need to answer is quarterback and running back. All right. Other than that, like, there's so many holes on that team versus the Washington football team, which I think has a, a lot of holes still, but still half as many. As
0: I agree. Yeah. All right.
2: And I think the Washington football team was kind of in the same spot
0: as the Bengals are this year, last year. All right, I want to move down to the next question. Ron Rivera's timeout usage and challenge calls are, at best, sporadic. Do you guys think that he should be the one still calling the timeouts and doing the challenges, or maybe shouldn't assistant coach take over for him on that?
2: That's a head coach's job.
3: It's also a lost season, so like, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. If,
2: if you're the head yeah. coach and you can't and you don't know when they call timeouts or t- call challenges, you shouldn't be that coach.
3: You know, you bring that up, Chris. That's actually pretty funny because Bruce Allen was the one who was called making those calls
2: for us when Jake Brunner was the head coach. That's dumb. That's it not was. a head coach. Today. That's that's all right. All
0: right. Yeah. yeah, we found out
1: it about that stomp. in his final year. All right,
0: Rahul. All right, Rahul. Yeah. If the outline questions were to make me look stupid, you succeeded. All right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean it to. <laughs> moving, moving along to the to the third question, which involves uh, Scott Turner. What should Scott Turner do to get the to get the backs more involved uh, creatively, other than use them?
3: make a good point for when they should use that they really should use them in more like we were talking before this offseason oh these two back sets they're gonna intermix uh sims or not well yeah S- steve sims and uh, mckissick and gibson in all these creative ways like who don't know who will be at wide receiver who will be in the slot who will be in the line of the backfield and so far we haven't seen what any happened
0: of to bryce love I mean... it was garbage
3: oh he saw he got a injury report like maybe he'll come back uh, that's what Rivera said oh, last time. So, bit. you know, his knee kind of swelled up in Damn. training camp. So that's the last really we heard about him.
2: Maybe since pretty much Alex Smith is going to be the starter now. Well, I mean, they're going to be forced to run the ball more, right? Think. <laughs> I can't imagine you're going to throw Alex Smith out there for 40 passes a game.
3: It's also like Nick and I were talking about this, like Alex Smith isn't as mobile as he used to be anymore, obviously because of that horrific leg injury. Like, are yeah. you going to like try and disguise stuff at like QB runs and stuff like that with him with his reduced mobility?
2: I doubt and, it. Yeah, I mean, I I think you've I think you'll see a lot of you have to kind of because of the small mobility or lower mobility that he has now. I'm, I think you have to use the run more and the play action pass more just to give him some separation.
3: Yeah, but defenses are going to wisen up and just like stack
0: the box all the
2: time to prevent us. Sometimes it up. doesn't matter. If you've got a, your running back good enough and your offensive line good enough. Doesn't matter if they stack the box. All right, I want to end. And that's when you do run a play action pass. <laughs> Easy peasy. Just have your running backs get destroyed all game.
0: Not a bad idea. Uh. <laughs> Alright, now to wrap up football, one last question, and if all of you don't unanimously pick one of these options, I'm gonna be very disappointed. Did the bye week screw up the Washington football team or was the problem more deep rooted? If one of you says if one of you says the bye week screwed up the team, then I'm then just leave. <laughs> okay, for fun, I'm going to take oh, the okay, I okay. screwed up the all right, team. Alright, Chris is going to be contrarian. They
2: were coming off of a high of the victory, and they had to wait two whole weeks to play against the, Cow- or the Giants. <laughs> Alright. What say you, Nick Rahul?
3: No, I want to hear Varun's thoughts on this, because he thinks these questions oh, are yes. stupid.
2: Varun, what say you, if you think there's an obvious answer here?
0: man i should really keep my mouth shut um <laughs> what say you uh really uh i think that this team has a history of just screwing up bye weeks and uh honestly the problem with them losing in the bye week all the time is uh, extremely deep rooted in their ability to just not win games since dan snyder took over the team
2: so they could have came in to a second week they were all excited about their mm-hmm. win right and they could have had that same energy flowing in their locker mm-hmm. room, same kind of pep mm-hmm. in their step, and that extra week
0: takes away that pep in their mm-hmm. step. Yep, because Rivera can't can't use a bye week to motivate his players. Apparently. Uh, Nick, Rahul.
1: I agree with you, Varun. Deep-rooted issues. Throw Dan Snyder's name in there because... Oh jeez. Oh, he, I mean, he, he is involved in every single issue with this team in some way or form.
2: If I had a dollar uh, every single time <laughs> Nick blamed Dan Snyder <laughs> for the Washington Football Team's woes, this podcast would be profitable. That's he would, know That's out. Out. He would he make no.
1: more. He would make more money than Dan Snyder is currently making <laughs> on the fact that he has no fans in his in his stadium, and no, then we can own no. the team. Home team team. Yeah. What if?
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. What if? What if we just bought the team as like a four way partnership?
2: I think if
0: you we'll be better off
3: if you gave ownership to Twitch to like Twitch runs the football team, they'd still make better decisions that Dan Snyder has made during his twenty years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twitch
2: Twitch plays Madden. <laughs> Twitch Twitch. Wait, plays so Washington.
0: so so basically, if they just allowed every single decision to be run through like a Madden franchise uh simulator it would still come out better
3: hell yeah it would. <laughs> why wouldn't it less i feel like this franchise has been run worse than some idiot on twitch kind of choosing the plays on madden
0: all right well and on that note we uh go to basketball um wait that's it just we go th- the room We dribble into basketball. Sorry,
2: guys. We cross over to basketball.
0: Sorry, guys. I must be... We bounce past over to basketball. Sorry, guys. I must be on a date with you guys, so I'm going to go ahead and shoot my shot and start with basketball, or rather go to basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk really quickly. Uh, Sources from NBC Sports are saying that multiple teams want to sign uh, Davis Berton, who is the... Basically, is the number one goal of the Washington Wizards in this offseason is to re-sign him. But multiple teams are, in fact, interested in him. Uh, the Hawks, the Knicks, and the Suns, to name a few of these teams. Um, and the Wizards have his, essentially what's called his their bird rights, which means that they can exceed the salary cap to get him. Do you guys think that signing Davis Bertant like, – you know, using this bird right to get him would be a good idea? Or do you just let him go and say and wave goodbye to him from, from the other side of uh, On Arena?
3: Let him flap his wings <laughs> and leave the Wizards Stadium.
2: Wizard, stadium. wizard, wizard.
0: I don't know why I said stadium. <laughs> it was just in my head. I was just like, wow, we're really dribbling into basketball here. Honestly, bro, you could have said Verizon Center. That would have been better. You could have said Cap Arena. You could have just said big, big domey thing where basketball team plays. But I you could have see, just said DC. But you said whatever. <laughs> All right. I'm, whatever. whatever. The moment's anyway,
2: The DC Sports Brain Trust Arena.
0: Yep, exactly. <laughs> Headquarters. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to buy the naming rights. Um, anyway, uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think we need to use our bird to sign Davis, or do you think we just let him go? All right, good, good, all right, good, 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 engaging I mean, conversation no. here.
3: All the pods been talk about where we're like, alright, we got a sign Breton, sign Bretons. like I'm our answer has maybe, maybe, maybe
0: it has. I just wanted to be sure. Keep you on your toes. Um, <laughs> alright. But then but but going off of like the bird rights, for example, how do you how do you how would you feel about NBA salary cap rules and other sports? So
2: No, salary caps are stupid. Alright.
0: We got <laughs> Alright, baseball fan.
2: Hey man.
3: But um for the uh NFL, I don't really see the point of having a bird exception because it's just like a lot of teams are pretty creative with what they can get under the cap and with that bird exception rule, uh yeah, I just don't know. And you already have pretty much five years with the fifth year option of your first round picks and uh four years others and you can keep on drafted players for like three years based off tenders, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see a point to it.
0: What about what about things? Yeah,
2: there's probably salary caps are probably good, but across the board, except for maybe NHL, they need to be increased without doubt.
0: What about things like max yeah. contract, like certain max contracts, as well as two way contracts?
2: I mean the the two way contracts are good. I think the max contracts are kind of silly if you increase their salary. I also, no,
3: yeah, with with the uh, max contracts, I don't really they really only QBs that are good are making those max contracts in the NFL, and they're not making thirty-five percent. I don't think. I don't even think Pat Mahomes' contract is thirty-five percent, but I could be totally wrong here. Um, but the two-way contracts are pretty good, and the NFL is kind of doing that this season with you with uh, allowing teams to protect two players off the practice squad so they don't get poached. And I kind of would like to see that roll into the actual games, but some part of me thinks that like practice squad players uh, have a reason to not get poached because they're not that good enough to make the team, so it could probably be all for no- nothing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like I like the two-way contract idea, but the only problem is, at least in the NFL, there's no, like, G League. Like, like what are you going to sign, arena football players?
3: Well, that's defunct, too, so there is nothing. There is <laughs> and no I mean, minors. You can't, the, Canadian the Canadian Football,
0: football League. League? I mean, you can't go to the XFL, so... Uh, hey,
2: you! They're trying they to come are back.
0: Trying, the Rock is gonna try to make it happen. He is the People's Champion for a reason. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it, I, I I I would say two way contracts are a great idea for in all sports. Is if they can have like a fleshed out system like the NBA does with their G League and the MLB does with their farm system. Yeah, MLB they do that yeah. with the AAF, but they the NFL doesn't yeah. bite. So, all right. Anyway.
2: NFL doesn't bite for anything that's not NFL. Pretty
0: much. All right, I'm swinging for the fences here and doing another transition into baseball. Hey, yo. Um, just some quick news out of Nats Park: the Nats have sent an invite to presidential elect Joe Biden to throw the first pitch. Let's. work. Hey, <coughs> spoilers. We don't know if the election's finished or not. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, Trump could still make a comeback.
0: Yeah, I agree with with I. I think I think Alaska is going to propel him over the line. Um, and then, uh, a quick question here, uh, re- regarding cheating scandals, you've, we've heard cheating scandals in all, in all sports, but does baseball have the worst cheating scandals or do you think that another sport is worse off with the amount of cheating that they do?
2: I don't think they have the worst. Who? I think uh, they have the most. I think they have a big history of it, but they've also had the most history of any big sport, so...
3: Yeah. But, like, you compare it to, like, stuff like Bounty Gate, where, like, players are getting paid to lay hit, hits yeah. on backs, and you're like, it's a good thing that baseball isn't a contact sport.
2: What? Um, baseball,
3: I, mean... I mean, would you want to see that shit? <laughs> like, you're paying... Baseball
2: used to be a contact sport.
3: Yeah, with, the sliding, right?
2: At home. Sliding and, uh, running... <laughs> Truck sticking the catchers. My dad sometimes tells me a story of when he was in high school and his high school coach would bring out these like trash bins, like rolling trash bins, and run them into the catcher. Why? <laughs> like, he would run behind kinda like you you know those uh sled things that uh football players hit? Yeah. It's kind of the the opposite <laughs> of the sleds hitting you. <laughs> It's how
3: tough a catcher is if they can't run away from this move. <laughs> run
2: track. away. Are
3: they supposed to stand there and take it. And yeah, to-
0: that, it used to be a thing. <laughs> all right, all right. Quick question. Which all right? Quick question. Which Nats player do you want to see get frustrated uh, with a pitcher hitting them, break the bat over their over their thigh, and rush them out and beat the crap out of someone?
2: Well, it. I mean, the obvious answer is recently uh, released Nat Eric Thames.
0: Well, he is not a Nat anymore, so we have to go with the current I, boss. Right? I am
2: but I don't I don't know anybody who wouldn't be afraid of Eric Thames charging them out. It's true.
0: It's true. Um, I miss you, Eric.
2: Let's see who Who has
3: anger management on the Nats?
2: <laughs> none of them.
3: <laughs> yeah, not really. Unless you like you count like Michael A. Taylor just <laughs> <You
2: can't even laughs> Michael A. Taylor <laughs> is not a national. He
0: I should be. Got... He oh, should man. be <laughs>
3: I'm, it's like Rip of
0: Riff Michael A. Taylor. he didn't die. I am no, awaiting Ryan. Michael A. Taylor's five to seven hundred million dollar contract with his next team. Alright. Gonna quickly uh ice out the rest of this and go to hockey. Um real quick, some video and some footage came out on Nats so or Nats Cap social media uh, regarding uh <laughs> this guy thinks that Nats are a hockey team, what did he what a scrub.
2: <laughs> Loser.
3: Rod Wave would be
0: so disappointed in you right now. For... All right. I'm not sure why, but. Well, we did see some social media.
2: Alex Trebek is disappointed in
0: you. Oh, low blow. RIP. What is my heart broken into a million pieces? <laughs> anyway, uh, Heinrich Lundqvist' most recent signee for the Caps. Got some new pads uh, featuring a War Eagle and a Capitol building. He looks pretty sick in them. And there's some footage out of him doing drills. He's looking good. Uh, he's looking like he's ready for the season. Uh, whenever that decides to uh, rear its head. Uh, rear its head. Because I didn't want to say ugly head. Because hockey's not <laughs> ugly. Uh, and January 1st. One last question before we wrap things up. And I... Th- which country do you think hockey is the biggest in? And how would you rate it? America. America. No,
2: nah, I mean, probably Canada.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Canada cares the most about yeah, definitely hockey. Um,
0: but I, I think Russia, like, as a
2: Russia would take. be number three. I think if they're ha- number three. Yeah, that's, yeah, what that's
0: what I was to about to say. I think America's the It would probably them. be, like, Russia, yeah. U.S., and then... Uh, sorry, Canada, U.S., and then... Canada, Canada. U.S., and then Russia. Russia cares Sweden more about is soccer.
2: Sweden's pretty big as well. Yeah, Sweden
0: is big. I mean, I mean, because a lot of the biggest hockey players are like Russian, Swedish, Canadian. Like they all come from those areas. America. American. Isn't it that weird gap of like Russia provides so many
3: great players? You know, but the, they themselves don't care much about that sport.
2: The Congo. <laughs> the Congo.
0: The Congo. Yep.
2: Uh, I think uh, Mali has a pretty big hockey. <laughs>
0: And with that, we're going to wrap things up. Thank you all for listening to the DC Sports Brain Trust. My name is Drew, I've been your host and moderator, joined, as always, by three of my good friends, and the best damn sports analysts around, Chris, Nick, and Rahul. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We will have links to those social media profiles in the description of the episode. Until then, keep supporting DC Sports. We hope to see you all next week.